Tu vas pas aimer, hein. Tu vas pas aimer. Ce que j'ai vu. J'ai vu ta meuf, là. En vie. Avec un mec. Non. Deux mecs. Non. Trois mecs. Hum. Hôtel 8 étoiles. T'as déjà vu ça Non, t'as pas vu, hein. Mais moi, je l'ai vu, là. Je l'ai vu, elle se faisait draguer comme ça. Elle, elle disait rien. Toi, tu vas rien faire. On l'a tous vu. Je l'ai vu. Hum. Hum. Fais quelque chose. Avec ton histoire que tu racontes Tu sais ma chérie, moi je l'aime Elle m'aime, on s'aime Tu vois Mais affaire-moi, tu l'as vu où ça Mais affaire-moi, dans quel baillet Mais affaire-moi, tu sais je suis pas le genre de personne affinée dans la vie de ma go Hey guys and welcome back to the Bogger Pod. I'm hoping you guys know my voice by now But just in case you don't It's MB here, aka Mbogger And I'm here to bring you all the Dasman discussions So, today's topic It's a heavy one, but I'm actually happy we're talking about this because we're talking about what matters. And that is, yeah, mental health in Ghana. What mental health in Ghana? I'm reading your mind, guys, I know. Um, so yeah, I want to know today more about how people treat mental health here and a little bit about what's available as well. But I want to give you guys a little story time about, yeah, not story time, but let me say my summary of relocating and how that's been on my mental health. So it's been interesting. That's what I can say. Even though when I compare my life directly, yes, life in the UK was awful. So being in Ghana is somewhat good. However, on the mental, yeah, it hasn't been great, I'll be honest. And how people have helped me or kind of pushed me back in that journey in Ghana has been the sad part. So a while back at work, um, I was saying how normally when I get into my room, it's like my safe haven. I'm finally done with all the bullshit from people of the day. But I started feeling, it felt different. It felt like the room was sad, like literally like the room was crying almost. So obviously I just then go in and cry with the room. Um, so I said, okay, let me get some sage. I want to clear the room out, you know, put some new energy back in myself, naturally doing things that I love in my room. And a colleague, passionate, the passion that she had, I barely even should see her show passion like that, not gonna lie. Or go to church, go to church, you need to go and pray. How can sage clean out um, energy in your room? You need to pray and let God, whatever, whatever, right? Not saying whatever to God, by the way, before you come and drag me to this. Like, so yeah, something that I felt would actually bring me solitude or like some sort of, some progress. Um, she laughed and was angry that I would, um, want to do that instead of praying and for me that sets me back because I'm like right okay am I not doing the right thing like should I actually try this praying thing even though right now like it's all it just sets you back and that is what I want to discuss today but of course before we go into the discussion let me say thank you to our producer Kwame Asante for sticking with us for another season and the people at GCR for helping us out literally all the time so course i'm not alone of course not you're never alone malika <laughs> i'm always there in your heart with me yes that's deep that's deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what questions do you have what, what wait you, so you're not gonna 
Mm-hmm. Oh, like so you're saying you know who I am, guys. So I'm not well, gonna say who, my name. Ah, you, you, you whoever is listening to this and doesn't know who this is, and your mother. Another band. nonsense you've been listening to my podcast for for how long now this podcast has been running for over a year if you don't know who this is shut down your spotify right now do you hear me yes anyway it's a corner <laughs> after after all that too she had to slip that in guys collect the show runner okay collect your show runner <laughs> oh so, wow so yeah. my questions mm-hmm. you heard the story mm-hmm. mental health yeah how's it been yeah um, so you guys know that the mental health thing, eh, you know that I already have a few screws uh, 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 missing. So as we you can do, t- don't worry. Yeah, honestly. Um, but more, more, you know, on a, on a more serious note, I do struggle with um, clinical depression and anxiety. I was diagnosed in I think 2010. So um, for me, it's always sort of like been a struggle and. Unfortunately, mental health is one of those things that you never really get over and you never get cured from it. So you have to constantly find new ways to manage it. And I think it's really cool that you've been able to find things like, you know, sage in your room that helps you. Because something that that's something that I'm very much into as well. We actually had an episode um, called Spiritual Things where I speak to Ria Boss about these type of things as well. Does she, does she own a... On a what? Uh, does she own Sage um, selling and stuff? No, she doesn't. She's a singer, actually, one of my oh, okay, favorite okay. singers. Oh, yeah, okay. Ria Boss. Um, but she's just very into those into okay. those type of things. And like with her, she's very open about it. Even though her family, I think her mom is definitely Catholic. I'm not quite sure whether the rest of her family is, but they all are very Christian, and they would like try and like get her to pray and all that kind of stuff. And she's very adamant about um, setting boundaries in a respectful way and just being like yeah no grandma i'm not about to say grace because that's just not really my vibe do you get what i'm saying um but coming back to like your situation i totally feel you because um it's not everybody that i will mention the saging and stuff to because i'm very well aware of how people react to things in this Ghana here like i am very well aware that people can just turn around and call me a witch at any moment for, for but, free like for free honestly for free just like that oh girl we are baby four and i'm not shitty and like the funny thing for me is that <laughs> the funny thing for me is that you guys the the high priests that were living in the temple no behind the veil no mm-hmm. ah they be ah there's smoke all around what do you think they're burning incense and all what what do you think is it ah i don't understand they're there nah then they're then they're then they're producing smoke that's not how it works babe my men were, were, were burning the frankincense and the myrrh and the, all that kind of stuff because even in Christianity or um, in, you know, Judaism, there's a lot of practices that do involve, you know, basically kind of like clearing the air and preparing like your holy space and that kind of stuff. So if somebody feels like that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But I'm digressing a little bit. Um, mental health. Chale, it's one of those things where I'm not sure that we're really ready to have that conversation because I also feel that if we start speaking about mental health and we start speaking about the fact that um, the things that we say 
and the things that we do can affect somebody's mental health and it can affect somebody's happiness. We're very, very happy to throw around, oh, yeah, you have to happy yourself. Nobody can happy yourself. You know, uh, uh, if you're there, don't be thinking too much, all that kind of stuff. We're, we throw that around, forgetting that actually the way we treat people and our relationships with them will affect their mental health as well. And so we deny, I think, a lot of the time, we deny how things can affect other people's mental health so that we can be assholes in peace. And Ghanaians love to do that. Like Ghanaians, like we've spoken about respect in like a previous um, episode and Ghanaians like to like show zero respect to people and expect them to just sort of like take it, brush themselves off and move. Or like you be in a workplace and somebody like your boss is literally treating you like shit, chatting to you any type of way, any type of disrespectful way. And you're supposed to just like take it as one of those things. And I think that's quite ridiculous. Um, it is ridiculous. Honestly, honestly. Now, do you, do you like do therapy since you've moved to Ghana? Um, yes. It's taken me a while. To, mm. it, well, it took me a while to find a therapist. Mm. Um only because it's like me when I'm emailing you I can sense how Ghanaian you are through mm, the email mm. how much you're going to be judging me when I'm telling if you, you my see, shit uh, if you see anybody say oh I will revert back that Aye. person that person doesn't that one sense. you run you yeah, run away yeah, okay you go for it's not small uh, a gaslighting and you know uh, virtue signaling that you're going to get from that particular person let me tell you right now so i'm um, speaking from experience <laughs> yeah, yeah guys guys i've been through it but yeah, yeah no um, yeah so um yeah did finally find one mm. it's been i think we're, we're actually fine at the moment though mm. therapy's not therapy's not easy guys you know right this person will tell you things that will make you yeah. shake to your core yeah. and you will want to punch them yeah. in the face yeah but yeah. it's your own fault yeah. it's your own life <laughs> yeah. it's your life like so. you better you better suck it up and do it and like i think therapy is one of those like important things that everybody should do at least once in their life but i have come to a, a place where I don't, I used to be one of those people who automatically, if somebody comes um, up to me and speaks about, you know, their mental health challenges and that kind of stuff, um, I would sort of like quickly ask, oh, have you tried therapy? Like I can send you my therapist number, that type of thing. But I've started, I've stopped doing that simply because I realized from my own experience that if you're not at the point where you're ready to do the work, you're literally just going to be throwing your money away. Literally. And in Ghana here... It's not expensive. It's not cheap. Yes. It is not cheap. Literally. When I was doing therapy here, like whenever I was removing that 150 CDs to pay my therapist, I was like, Jesus. And then this woman had the nerve to increase it to 250 sedux. Yeah, mine is And I was like, And I was like, if this bitch wasn't so damn pretty, I would cuss her out. Because what do you mean 250 sedux? What do you mean? And the thing is, like, she wanted to convince me to do weekly sessions as well, which, to be fair, I probably would have benefited from. But I was like, nah, B, two weeks. Yeah, you can't afford two, that. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, no, two weeks, two once weeks. every two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and even that sometimes, ah, oh, I can pay. Look, no. look. Um, fortunately, there are some places where you can get, um, you know, subsidized um, therapies. So a lot of universities, yes, if you're a university student, you can get. Um, I think Legon has like a, a designated psychiatrist that works with them. Oh, great. Um, there's also a center in Dansumaya as well. 
that I think it's called the Calm Center, K-A-L-M. Um, you can get some counseling from there as well. Um, hospitals also, I saw. When we yeah, so government, Twitter, yeah, yeah, so government hospitals will um, offer sessions, subsidized sessions, as low as 50 cities. Amazing. So, yeah, so that's but really, really good. who is the person that I'm meeting? See, that's the thing, because when we were discussing this on the TL, people were coming out and being like, hey, a hey, therapy, 50 CDs, dear. No be small quack that is coming to do the sessions. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, you know, like we can't complain about the price and at the same time automatically dismiss the cheaper options. No, like you go for what you can afford. Um, exactly. But there, there's levels to therapists. Mm, true. And we are in Ghana. So mm. we know the mentality that is mm. installed in us that sometimes mm. learning all the books cannot get out of Ghanaians. Mm. So, mm. yeah. That's... Yeah. And I, I know nurses in Ghana and all. Like, mm. they come with their energy, you know. Look, and, honestly. <sighs> yeah. So, I guess it, it's a thing where you... It, it is a bit of a trial and error as well. So, as I was saying, like, you have to be ready to go in to do the work because you will be asked to search in yourself for certain things. You will be asked to be completely transparent. And sometimes we think we're ready to talk, but there's certain things that you don't want to say. Like, yeah. I remember, like, when I was in therapy, my therapist would suggest certain things. And in my head, I'm thinking, this girl, you think I have money here? Like, the things that she's suggesting um, would take you know, me spending more money than my budget allows. Mm. And my thing at the time also was that I was very self-conscious about the fact that I wasn't earning as much as I felt like I should at that age. Yeah. And I didn't have um, like a well-paying job and stuff like that. So even though I was there and I was... I wanted help and I had identified that the reason why she's probably giving me strategies that won't work for me is because she doesn't know what my financial situation is. Obviously, she's assuming that if I can uh, afford therapy, then I can afford certain things. Yeah. Whereas I'm literally budgeting, like I'm taking money out of like certain places to add to certain places to do this therapy thing. But then I also had too much pride. Yeah. To come out and be like, yes, yes, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't do that. Like I'm literally having to scrimp and save to afford these sessions. So if you're not in that place, if you're not ready to be that honest with yourself, then it's a waste. Complete waste, yeah. Of money. And as we said, like it is expensive. Because even if it's even if you're going for the 50 CD sessions, if you're a student, if you are maybe somebody that is younger, maybe you're not employed yet. It's, there are it's expensive. Considering yeah. Ghana, people are getting 500 cities a month salary. And, that's, sis. and that in some places can even be good somehow. Sis. Sis. So how are you going to spend 50 cities once every two weeks on, on therapy? On Ghana. therapy. On therapy. Um, yeah. But how... What, do you... Do you tell people that you're in therapy? Or is that something that you hide... No, I don't hide it. Mm. Um, not that I like wear, you know, some some necklace yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if someone asks me, then now I'll never deny. Right. I, I see no shame in it. Mm. Um, I even feel like go you, like yeah, you're yeah. you're brave to do yeah. that because I know I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ghanaians, you know, they're a bit weird. But yeah, if I say that you think I'm crazy, then yeah, I'm crazy. Leave right. me alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally fuck. With what that. do you think? All right. Yeah, I, I do fuck with that because, um, yeah, generally speaking, when I was in therapy, if anybody, like, asked me about it, I'll definitely let them know that I am in therapy. Um, yes, there are people that will come at you and be like, huh? Like, what, why the hell? Are you mad? Babe, you got, like, you what's have, what's going on? Just yeah, talk to me. You know... <laughs> you guys should see our faces. Like. Literally. 
and they think that they're being kind and like being yeah. a good friend. No, you are even taking Jeremy back. And I think there's a, level, there's a level of narcissism when it comes to that because, babe, you are not qualified. You don't have the range. You know, like, let me at least go. I know that obviously therapists don't have perfect lives either, but at least that one, I know that they're professionally qualified to listen to my of shit. Course. Like, you, you, you do not have the range, babe. Like, also, you're not bound by confidentiality. I should come and tell you my problems right now so that everybody will they find out about it. They will one day. We'll just go in everywhere. start doing Twitter thread. Everywhere. Oh, God. Do you know? So, um, yeah, like, I, I totally appreciate people that sort of, like, sometimes when I vent on Twitter... Twitter, by the way, is another form of therapy, but... Uh, no, me. no, no. Amazing. On... <laughs> Uh, I'm there tweeting to myself. <laughs> fucking hate everyone. Honestly. Fuck this cunt. I can't. Melike, <laughs> let me let me tell you a story, guys. Let me actually admit this right here while she's here. One of the reasons why I noticed Melika on Twitter is because Melika is basically like I feel like she's my sister from another Mister because she treats Twitter in exactly the same way as I do. <laughs> like she would just come and be like, "What the fuck? Why is this person? Oh, you people, nobody respects me here." And what was and I'm like, yes, girl, yes, you feel I here. feel you. I totally feel you. Like mm. sometimes I come on Twitter and I'm like, fuck the shit. Like yeah, honestly, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my uterus is killing me. Why is my uterus killing me? I don't know how many times I have tweeted that somebody should give me a metal hanger so that I can rip out my uterus. Yeah. I've probably <laughs> tweeted that just that those lines. I've tweeted that about fifty times. And I always find it very amazing when people um, tweet for likes because I'm. I essentially talk to myself. Yeah. Like, I'm not even expecting any type of interaction. No one, so, no one was going to reply like, anyway. <laughs> no, honestly, nobody cares. Anything that I put on Twitter is literally me talking to myself. If you respond and you reply, that's nice. That's cute. But honestly, the conversation is not towards you. It's just yeah, me. It's just me, me being ranting. me and knowing that, like, oh, I'm being seen somehow. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, if you can't afford therapy, I would suggest that perhaps maybe venting on social media might Don't be... Don't get too personal there, guys. Well, yes. I was going to... I would do it. Exactly. But, you know, I was, I was, I was going <laughs> to say that, you know, not too much... You know, because the but even um, us is too much to someone. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then yes, yeah, still like the Amber Bob people are too are too many on the this thing. The Kokonsa people are too many mm. on the Twitter there. So definitely find your your I guess balance. And last last, you can always go and create a burner account so that nobody to. do you of course go. But you know what I've realized? Mm. Still tweeting on the main. It's like, I know no it's one cares. No one replies. Yeah. But I feel seen. Someone right. has read right. that for our... Right. Like, right. Yes, you want to have another... I did have a burner account. But let me tell you what happened to that. The burner account was meant initially for me just ranting about, you know, my mental health and all that kind of stuff. And um, I struggle with self-harm. So it was like a way for me to just go and vent um, yeah. instead of harming. Um, then I decided I was going to start an OnlyFans. Okay. And so... Waiting yeah, for the content and the link. Yeah, well, let me finish this story. <laughs> so I decided that I was going to rebrand. This is how you know that I'm mad. This is how you know that I actually need therapy. We knew already. Okay, I decided to rebrand my ranting page into my OnlyFans page. Okay. So it went straight from, oh my God, I want to die, to guys, buy pictures of my pussy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you know in my defense it made sense because if you buy pictures of my pussy i won't be depressed anymore 
You, somehow you, you know we, like, we'll take that yeah yeah mm, yeah fair makes sense to me yeah no nah. <laughs> but if you just scroll a little bit further oh, right then right. they see it all they burn right. away right. I'm with you but um <laughs> yeah basically so, no we want to know how did the early fans go Give yeah us a that's what I'm saying basically the Twitter got disabled because what, what was the reason Seth I think for spamming because I was posting my link too much because oh. I just had no clue on how to like do this whole OnlyFans thing so I was like you know what yeah and then I got unwell about like a month after I opened it so I was like Charlie I have no energy to be spreading my trumu on camera Popping cheeks yeah, exactly right now so, yeah. so you let me just leave it for now so yeah, that was that on, you know, the time that I um, opened an OnlyFans and swiftly closed the account. Actually, I didn't physically close it, so it might still exist. I don't know how long they keep it before they shut it down. We want the link, guys. Uh, one of one of, one of of these days. You Will you pay? Just tweet at us pay? some eyes, yeah, some eye emojis if you want the link. Oh my God, yeah. I'm, I'm really putting myself in trouble. But yeah, the, you guys know that the Twitter ads is at the Bogapod. Um, if you want to get the OnlyFans link, put some eyes under the post of this episode. I know you guys aren't going to do it because if you do it, I'll find each and every one of you and cut your cut. I'm going to do it. It's just, <laughs> I, I have no penis, you so are, that's great. <laughs> you, are, you are mad. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically how I manage my mental health. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Starting OnlyFans account. I do feel like, not mm. that it's a... Mm. Guys, if you're feeling a little sad and you want to make him some money, maybe pop that. Pop yeah. that pussy. Yeah. Because why that, not? That's a summary. <laughs> basically, <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> basically, basically, the hack to managing your mental health in Ghana is making porn. AJ 2021, period. Good discussion. I like that. <laughs> but guys, no, seriously though, um, check out the, the hospitals and institutions we mentioned um, for services on therapy if you're interested. And don't be afraid to tell people to shut up when you want to do what you want to do to, yeah, yeah, heal yourself. Okay, so thank you for that. Let's move on to the next segment. The Ethical Fashion Initiative podcast season two is here. Catch the premiere episode featuring Virgil Abloh speaking on the value of social media and democratizing fashion. The link to the episode will be in the episode show note. I exist to to say, hey, the, the artist with a capital A and designer with a capital D can be different, but they can also operate in a different way. So my practice since the very beginning is open source. It's educational while it exists, you know, I give out the codes. I do these sort of talks. It's a mentorship by existing. Not Ooh, what a beautiful phrase. Mentorship by existing. It's beautiful. It's true. Right, guys. So it is another episode of Platforms to Say. Um, in this vocals. This, look, yeah, 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 guys. I'm I'm a master harmonizer. Do you understand me? I'm the third Mary Mary member, but just that. They didn't come to call me because I wasn't quite born when the when the when the band was formed. Yeah, that's the only we'll, reason. We'll take that. <laughs> that's the only reason why I'm not part of Mary Mary. Okay. Um. But yeah, platforms to say is the segment where we talk about you know, um, random stories. We call it platforms to say because you know the older um, generation of Ghanaian immigrants call WhatsApp group chats platform, and you know that the group chats is where all the juicy stories come through on. Very so. Chilly. Today's story is actually quite interesting. This story I got from my mother 
and I have actually commissioned her to give me some, you know, stories about because my mom actually moved to Ghana as an asylum seeker. So, and when you seek asylum in Germany, they put you like in a group home. <clears throat> And so I feel like she has quite a few stories about, you know, how people got to Germany and how they navigated their way and stuff. So to cut a long story short, my mother was telling me the story of Uncle Jimmy. Now, Uncle Jimmy um, initially entered Europe into Spain. And I'm just going to assume that when he got to Spain, there, weren't, there wasn't really a lot of work and stuff. So somebody told him that, oh, brah, you let's come to Germany. I'll help you out. Because apparently that's what they did at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, so he found his way to Germany. And that in itself is wild to me. Because how do you find your way to Germany? Because my guy didn't have a visa. Yeah, this is a good question. Like, how the fuck do you find your way? I don't even want to ask. I don't even want to ask. Because if somebody ever tells me that their uncle's, uh, your friend is saying, their uncle's burger story is that they walked from Spain to Germany, I'm going to lose my shit. No, ridiculous. I'm not going to lose. Because I don't even want to sit in a coach from Accra to Kumasi because that shit is too long for me. Are you telling me that people are walking from Spain to Germany? Are you Are you mad? Are you okay? Is your suit okay? Is your shiny suit okay? Still suit. Oh, right. <laughs> Stop. That video. Legendary. Though. Legendary. Yeah. But um, yeah, basically, so Uncle Jimmy gets to Germany and um, what he does is the little savings that he has, he checks himself into sort of like a hostel type situation and they have a shared bathroom. Now it gets to a point where Uncle Jimmy hasn't found a job yet. So his money is running out. So he hasn't paid rent in a couple of days. So because he hasn't paid rent, he obviously also doesn't have money to slot into the little machine that lets him, um, that lets him into, not lets him into the bathroom, but the, um, the boiler basically had a little meter on it and you had to put coins in it okay. for the water to warm up. Oh, yeah. Um, so he didn't have any money for that. So what he did, because he's a smart man, um, he would kind of like to tear from his like room from his door and whenever somebody else took a shower obviously you can't use a whole boiler full of hot water right yeah so he would like just stand there as soon as the person comes out he will rush into the bathroom and use the leftover hot water from the boiler to take a shower now the housemeister housemeister is um what would be the english equivalent like literally it translates no. to house master it's um essentially most apartment buildings for a very long time had them most um apartment buildings in germany at the time had them and he's basically a caretaker to the building manager exactly that's the one okay. building okay. manager um the building manager notices that this is what uncle jimmy is doing and so the guy is like hmm very interesting but what's wrong with it because the person's taking their shower the water ah, goes to waste no 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 without paying please capitalism is a bitch oh. okay so one time Uncle Jimmy has come down and he thinks he's sly again trying to slide into the shower and the housemaster is like, halt mal, as in stop please, wait a minute. And then he goes into the bathroom, drains the entire, entire boiler and then comes out and just looks at Uncle Jimmy and walks past. So Uncle Jimmy doesn't realize what the housemaster has done. So he just goes in, puts on the water and it's ice cold. Now, if you think you know code, you don't fucking know German code. Okay, if you think you have experienced freezing, you have never really? experienced freezing like you have experienced in Germany. Germany is fucking cold. Okay, so for him to have taken that cold shower is mad. Anyway, so Uncle Jimmy decided to advise himself. He still didn't have any money to pay his to pay his rent, but he had a Nigerian friend, and Nigerian friend was like, "Ah, my guy, are you a mu? 
just run away from the place now. Like, I have somewhere for you to stay. So basically, Uncle Jimmy goes in, packs his stuff, waits for when the housemaster isn't paying attention and just basically runs away without paying. Now, here comes the tricky part. Uncle Jimmy is, you know, waiting at the meetup point that he arranged with the Nigerian guy and he's standing there minding his business, looking around and stuff, and a police officer turns up. Now, obviously, Uncle Jimmy doesn't know German. So when the police officer took out his walkie-talkie and started talking on it and looked in Uncle Jimmy's direction, Uncle Jimmy was like, Medin <laughs> Kwasiasem. <laughs> He legit thought, he legit thought like he had run into a police officer and the police officer knew what was going on. He was coming to arrest him. So what do you think, Malika, did Uncle Jimmy do? You know that um, that Twitter thing where everyone's looking at each other and they're like, bye. <laughs> and the person yes. just starts. Yes, yeah, that yes. is Uncle Jimmy. Yeah, that yeah. is him. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. run. Yeah, that is actually what Uncle Jimmy did do. I trusted so. Uncle Jimmy. I, I, I know. <laughs> He would have done the right thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the conclusion of the story was basically that Uncle Jimmy bolted and um, obviously this was back in the day, so there was nothing like cell phones and stuff. So obviously his Nigerian friend came up to the uh, meeting point, was looking for him and couldn't find him. Um, so I think Uncle Jimmy ended up like sitting somewhere for like hours, then came back. Luckily for him, his Nigerian friend came back to check for him again later on in the day. So... You know, all's well. Exactly, all's well that ends well. But I was just thinking about how mad that is, and just you know, this this story is kind of like funny. But first of all, I don't think it was funny for Uncle Jimmy at the time. You know, not at all. Like you know, back in the day, the parent my back in the day, the mm. stories my parents tell me about police and being black and being African and not having papers and not being. Yep. yep. No. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. So, um, yeah, these things happen and we laugh about them now, but people really do struggle. And the people that came, especially around that time, it was very hard for them because, you know, there was no uh, Duolingo or Rosetta Stone to start learning the language. A girl and things said like, Duolingo. Yeah, like, where is, where is the cell phone cell for you to download Duolingo in? There is none. A question. So, yeah, like people really struggled at the time. So yeah, that was your little bit of, you know, just from the platform, in quotes, in this case, my mother's own mouth. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode. It's been another episode, a great episode with the Bogger Podcast and it was led by my baby girl. Hey M Bogger. She, she didn't know, know my name, but I love her. I feel like she's really growing into herself as a podcaster, and I'm very, very proud. Thank you. It's like hearing this from my mom. Aww, it go. Can we? Can my, we? my podcast, mom. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's be, let's be guided. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, I just want to thank Asante again as well for putting all of this together. And of course, GCR for having us. Take care. And you will hear from us again soon. If you want to keep up with all the shenanigans that we're doing, just follow us on Twitter at the Bogger Pod. Bye. Bye. Nobody talk about you, it means that they don't know you. If them no gossip about you, them no see light around you. If Wendy Williams know you, then you day inside the shade room. You know, beat them with them on you. Forget to diamond, you nobody.
when they don't talk about you, nobody. You be nobody when they don't talk about you, nobody. Nobody. You be nobody when they don't talk about you, nobody. You're nobody. You be nobody. When a woman start make up, them say be man we do up. Them say be man we do up. You know be every woman we chop a man before she go make him learn some sense. You and your fake ass cause a friend. You and your lazy ass cause a friend. You know be every woman we chop a man before she go make him learn some sense. You and your fake ass cause a friend. You and your lazy ass cause if nobody, but they don't talk about you, nobody. You be nobody when they don't talk about you. Nobody, nobody. You be nobody when they don't talk about you. Nobody, you nobody. You be nobody when they don't talk about you. Ooh, ooh. She say, she say, who say? He say, she say, who say? About you, it means that they don't know you. If them no gossip about you, them no see light around you. If Wendy Williams know you, then you day inside the shade. You know, be them with them on you. Forget to them and do you. Be nobody, but they don't talk about you. Nobody, you be nobody, but they don't talk about you. Nobody, nobody, you be nobody. You be nobody when they don't talk about you. This has been a Gold Coast Report production.